he had to watch a an 87 minute movie in four sessions <laughs> So, I guess you know what that's a segment for our movie episodes how many times did you fall asleep in breakthrough that's a good question how many times did you fall asleep oh man we watch breakthrough and we're gonna get into it this week on dropping sunday That was cute. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in this, in, in case this is your first time around here, uh, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although we would like to know if either of those things happen. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? Why does it feel like six weeks since the last time you asked me that? Because it's been like six weeks since the last time I it's asked you that. It's been a long time. Yeah. We, we've had a couple of double double features well, in not, a row, and so... Not, not only that, the, yeah. um, the, the show that we did with Gerard and Javon, which was a phenomenal show... Um, and, and got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback. Um, I had, I actually had a couple of people call me, um, upset with me for the show cause they're like, Oh yeah. Well, they didn't want to be challenged and they needed oh. to get mad they, at me. They don't appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I get it. Um, and so, uh, we recorded that on a Friday and ended up breaking it into two episodes. Well then that right. next Monday, we also recorded the episode with pastor Al and so yeah. it's literally been four weeks since you and I have sat down to record anything. Wow. That's and, crazy. Andre, do you know what's happened in the past four weeks? So much stuff has happened. I just want to tell you that <laughs> Kanye decided to run for president and also dropped out of the race in the, in the past. 11 days. <laughs> 11 day presidential run. That's how long. That's how long he was in the running to become president. I don't know if anybody was aware. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was on the news or anything. I don't think anybody's been talking about it. But uh, Hamilton was released on Disney Plus. What? What's Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? Though I still haven't seen it. I know. I, <laughs> I listen. I'm rebelling, and I know that I am, and I know that that's not right. And so I'm gonna see it eventually. But right now, I'm I'm rebelling. Wow. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to. Someone else asked me. Zach Rocha asked me a couple of weeks ago. He's like, he was playing it in his car and he's like pumping it up. I'm like, I don't. What's that? He goes, do you do you not? It's Hamilton. I'm like, oh, okay. I think he was disappointed in me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm also pretty disappointed in you. I mean, you like musicals. <laughs> Like, I do like musicals. But you're not the biggest fan of hip hop. So I understand that. Yeah. I don't think that's that's really not the reason why I haven't done it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, just just so you know, there is uh-huh. um, Jonathan Groff, who plays the voice of, uh, of uh, Christoph in, mm-hmm. in um, uh, Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Um, he plays King George. Right. And have you seen this at least? Have you at least seen Spitgate where where he's he's spitting on stage? Have you seen this? No, but I I have heard I have heard the term Spitgate, but I didn't know what it was in reference to. All right. I I might have to just do a vanity episode and have us do like review Hamilton and that way it forces you to watch it. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all right. Next week. Okay. So, uh, maybe not guys don't, don't get excited. Uh, Maybe not. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. You said you were telling me that Natalie Grant has a new song. What what was the name? Yeah. So she's got a new album coming out in, uh, August, I believe. 
Um, but she's had a couple of singles release. The first single was Praise You in the Storm, which is a very well-known Casting Crown sure. song that she covered. Um, it's beautiful. I I love that song, and I love the, what she does to it. But then she had an original release called Face to Face. Okay. And I'm not going to say that I got a little choked up while I listened to it, but I'm also not going to not say that I got a little choked up when I listened to this. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, hold on. Let's, Let's take a listen. That's real good. So good. And, you know, she said um, on her Instagram when she was talking about these songs being released, you know, she started working on this album a while back. I mean, like a year ago. This is not something that just these songs weren't birthed out of the recent pandemic or the current uh, social injustice or that, you know, that's not what these were birthed out of. And she goes. She said this. She goes. Isn't it just like God to know what we were going to need in this moment? And every song, or these two that have been released so far, have been so appropriate for our current world situation, our global situation. And uh, as a Christian, you know, we just we know that there's hope on the other side of this, on the other side of this world. And I don't know. I just I was I was super moved. Super moved by it. That's great. That's really, really good. So um, there's also been some other music, new music by uh, Sufjan Stevens. So this is for all of our, our um, I don't know, all of our bourbon believers. So. <laughs> Do we have any of those? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, who, listen, who, who am I to judge? <laughs> you know, this is stuff to listen to while you're, I don't know, reading a book and smelling incense or whatever. He, right. He's like Christian music at Jace, I think. So <laughs> anytime Sifian comes out, I want to try to reach out to that, that side as well. I mean, you're a Christian and you listen to him, so there you go, right? Oh, oh well, in that case, let me play some Metallica real <laughs> Wait, quick. Hold on, Sandman. hold on. No, no, we're not doing hold that? Hold on. Oh. This is going going somewhere I wasn't expecting. Okay, then that's my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> And if you're like, well, that's good. You know, I'm excited about that Christian music that we've heard. But really, what I'm what I'm really missing is some good Christian country music. And Andre, I know you have your finger on the pulse of Christian country music. Um, what, what's oh, coming no. out at the end of this month? Did Did you know? <laughs> I am slightly concerned about where you're going with this. Well, um, you're you're familiar with the band Florida Georgia Line, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. They, go ahead. The the Nickelback Ugh. of country music is that what you're going to say? Ugh. Yeah. So, um, Florida Georgia Line, Thomas Rhett, and Lady A are Ugh. are joining up with Chris Tomlin for a Chris Tomlin and Friends <laughs> like. I guess they're they're going to be putting out some music at the end of this month. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I mean, I don't know. Okay, Tom, Thomas Rhett, I can kind of understand. Uh, Lady A, I can kind of understand, even though they are embroiled in quite the uh, civil suit right now. Why don't, don't you talk you about aware of that? Why don't you talk about that? Because that <laughs> that's something <laughs> that people may not be aware of. Listen, okay. Guys, there is a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And I think that at the start, at the outset of this, they were trying to do the right thing. So, you know, we are currently living in a in a time where there is um, a lot of unrest is a good way of putting it. Um, social unrest and uh, racial tensions are high. And out of respect for that, Lady, uh, the band that was formerly called 
Lady Antebellum decided to change their name because the word antebellum has some negative connotation when yeah, it comes I mean, the, to t- talking about the antebellum South. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So I appreciate that they recognize that and they, they want to fix it. They want to be sensitive. So they decided to, to call themselves Lady A, which they've gone by before. This is not, it's not like they just came up with that name. However, come to find out, there is a blues singer um, out of the Northwest, I believe, who also goes by the name of Lady A. Yeah. And has for over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Anita, Anita White is her name. <laughs> over 20 years. Lady Antebellum, the country band, country group, do a uh, trio, whatever, wasn't even in existence. They were barely out of diapers, I think. Like they're not, they're pretty young. And so they decided to change it. They thought they'd come to some sort of like understanding. And apparently they, someone misunderstood about the understanding. So then they decide to sue Lady, Lady Antebell and the country group, Lady A, decided to sue Anita White, Lady A, for the use of the name that she's been using for 20 years. Yeah. Now, Andrea, you've, you, you failed to mention one key point. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a simple fact that I feel like needs to be uh, addressed. And, um, you know, they changed the name because of racial tensions in America. They didn't want to, you know, have their name be associated with the antebellum South. The Dixie chicks are now just the chicks for the same reason. Right. And, um, what I'm just gonna, what is the race of this blues singer? Oh, she's black. Yeah. 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 So we're going to change our name to not be associated with the antebellum South, but in doing so, we're going to go ahead and sue a black musician so that we can get use of her name and what, what, uh, it's not a, it's not a good look. Okay. No, it's not. It is not a good look. All of that to say, (laughs) well, all of that to say they're joining up with Chris Tomlin. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so take me back to my um, my original thought there. Yeah. Um, Florida Georgia Line has no place to be on stage with Chris Tomlin. Okay. As far as their music, I'm talking about their music. I'm like, have you listened to some of their music? So so Tyler Hubbard, um, who's part of Florida Georgia Line, met up with Chris Tomlin somewhere along the road, and they just became like best buds. And so now... They're, that's what they're doing. That so, we'll talk about it whenever the music actually comes out, and we'll listen to a little bit of it. But um, you know, not so much that people turn the show off. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's something to look forward to. Okay, so um, something else that's happened since the last time that we talked. Apparently, like John Christ is trying to become a thing again. Well, I mean, he I don't know that he's trying to become a thing again. I mm. he <laughs> I mean, nobody does an apology to her video if they're not trying to become a thing. Well, he needed to come out and say something like address it, don't you think? On the internet, and for a guy, he he disappeared. He disappeared for eight months. That was like our third Um, show. That has felt like forever. Let me say first and foremost, um, thank you for all the love and care and support that you guys have shown me. um, Has meant the world. I don't know else to say it. Not necessarily support for choices I made in my personal life, but support. Uh, for me as a human being and as a person, um, has meant the world. I was in a treatment facility for four months and I was away from my phone and everything. And my sister facility. would just send me letters from, from people that had reached out to me or sent a letter to He, he our, does the whole thing. I mean, it's like a four minute video. Uh, we probably don't have time to do the whole thing, but it's yeah. on, it's on his Instagram. Yeah. You can go um, find it on his Facebook, his Instagram. Yeah, I'm I'm curious how quick he does his first silly video. Mm. That that's what that's what I'm curious about. Listen, if he you know if he felt felt like he needed to go to a treatment facility and go 
get everything taken care of. Um, good. I, I'm glad that he's there. I, I really, really am. And I, I don't know. I don't, I think that there needs to be redemption for people. And I think that in our days of cancel culture, that at some point, if someone says, Hey, I take responsibility for what I did. I'm trying to make amends. I'm trying to make it right. Um, I do know that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Mm-hmm. And so the things that he was gifted to do before, he still has that gifting to do. Right. And if the church will cancels him and shuts him out, he's going to go take it to the world and actually use his gifts for things that, you know, aren't necessarily good for the kingdom. Right. And so then again, if he if his life isn't right, then the hypocrisy in his own life isn't good for the kingdom, but he also talks about that. Mm-hmm. He calls himself a hypocrite. So, you know, so there's something else. I mean, just so much stuff has happened. What, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I yeah, I agree with you, especially in this day and age of, of cancel culture. That is such a, a buzzword right now. I, I agree that when someone comes, canceling, cancel culture is absolute lack of mercy and grace absolute lack of it. And as Christians, we have received mercy and grace at a very high level. Um, We have received it. We should be willing to uh, extend it. Uh, That's not to say that we excuse anything he's done. That's not to say that there isn't trust to rebuild. But I'm like you, I'm kind of interested to see what his Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, social media presence is in the in the coming weeks, days and weeks, and just to see if he is trying to dive right back in and at the same level that he was bef- prior to eight months ago, or if he's going to ease back in, or if it, he's going to go in a completely different direction. I think it'll just be a, a, something interesting to watch. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And, and whenever it happens, we'll talk about it. For sure. Because that's what we do here on Dropping Sunday, guys. We're here for you. All right. Absolutely. Oh, another thing that happened in the time off is that uh, I-, I went on vacation. Yeah, you did. And How was uh, that? You know, it was really nice. But during this vacation, one of the things that we did is that um, Jillian watched Breakthrough, the movie. Okay. She she saw that it was showing. She recorded it on her own. She was like, hey, can I watch this? I was like, I looked through the reviews. Sure, go for it. And I was like, we're, we're supposed to watch it at some point. And so Jillian then made me watch this movie. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I think I texted you and I was like, hey, I, th- this is right in our scope of services here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think Absolutely. I think that we need to need to do it. So, um, so let, I mean, I say we get into it and we talk about, Breakthrough. All right, let's do it. Okay. As is our custom, do you have... I do. Okay. I have a synopsis. Great. I'm going to read this short one. It's about four sentences, but it really packs a punch. Okay. Okay? When he was 14, John Smith drowned in Lake St. Louis and was dead for nearly an hour. According to reports at the time, CPR was performed... 27 minutes to no avail. Then the youth's mother, Joyce Smith, entered the room praying loudly. Suddenly, there was a pulse. That's it? That's it. (laughs) Okay. That's, and by the way, guys, you just heard the whole movie. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole movie. (laughs) That's it. That's the movie. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you about this. Okay. I on purpose did not want to watch this movie. And okay. the reason is, is that uh, once you have little kids, hmm. all you ever do is just freak out that they're going to die somehow. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it is. Like, like I, I'm terrified that something's going to happen just at any mm-hmm. point. Like, I don't even want to say anything. You're right. But I mean that. And right. so here is, um, here is this particular movie that is about somebody dying and somebody being distraught at a bedside and, and praying over them. And that, I don't want that to be me. I can't really go there emotionally. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this movie starts and the opening credits is a boy sinking. It's an image of a boy saying, I'm like, dude, screw this movie. I cannot. (laughs) I am not ready for this. I am not here for this. I'm 
I'm really not. Um, the reason that I'm still playing this music, though, is because um, this music was nominated for an Oscar. I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So this was nominated for a uh, best original song. Hey guys, I just want to point out this movie was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, this movie was. I mean, I liked it. You liked the movie? I did. Okay, so tell me what you liked about it. I did. Okay, well, first of all, that's Chrissy Metz singing. That is Chrissy Metz singing. Yes, the, the star of the, who, who the plays star the, of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she plays the mom. Um, let me let me tell you my my process for this movie a little bit. I watched it on a Sunday night. Um, we had just finished a prayer, a Zoom prayer service, and uh, I sat down in my living room, I turned it on, and I opened my notes app on my phone, and I just did kind of like a stream of thought while I was watching. Okay, you know, okay, these are my first four thoughts that I typed out. Okay, in the first probably thirty thirty minutes of of the movie. I said, uh, Pastor is a jerk. Kid is a jerk. Is Phil Wickham their worship leader? And Mom is a jerk too. Uh-huh. Those are my first four, <laughs> first yep. four thoughts in the movie. So, and then number five was I don't handle moody teenagers very well. So, I it didn't start off real strong for me. I, I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that there is not a single likable character in this movie. Seriously, not in the first forty five minutes to an hour. I didn't like any of them. Yeah, I I didn't. The only one that was like semi likable was the dad, and he had like ninety seconds of screen time in the first hour. So see, I didn't like him because he had doofus dad syndrome. Like his first line is. What do you think about the Oklahoma City Thunder playing this week? Oh, I don't know. Kevin Durant is the MVP. It's like, so the Warriors are playing the Thunder tomorrow in Oklahoma City. What do you think is going to happen? Well, Steph Curry just scored 32 points last night. So what I think is that Chef Curry is going to walk on her. I don't know. Durant's pretty good. He is the reigning MVP. An overreaching dad. He was doofus dad. He was. Yeah, uh, he was doofus dad. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I will say this, though. This this movie has some pretty well-known actors in it. Oh, for sure. The doofus dad is uh, Josh Lucas, um, probably best known for Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Uh, the jerky pastor is uh, Topher Grace. Yeah, that 70s pastor. Absolutely. <laughs> 70s pastor with the hair apparently she didn't like his the mom didn't like his hair that mom didn't like anything she didn't she did not speaking of the mom that's uh chrissy metz from this is us fame Uh uh-huh uh who else is well known oh uh dennis uh haysbert who is the all-state guy yes the doctor in the movie yep absolutely those are probably the five most well-known by the way, I think it's the biggest fail of this movie that a doctor who is an expert neurosurgeon didn't look at Chrissy Metz and be like, your son's in good hands. I mean, why, why, did, why could they not have made that happen? I do not understand. <laughs> they should have. I don't get it. Um, oh, I mean, man. That's so, hilarious. So a couple of other people, um, the guy who kind of who saves Josh from the whatever, the actor is Mike Coulter, who oh yeah, who plays Luke Cage in the Netflix Marvel movies. Uh huh. Um, and there's like a lot of Marvel people in this. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, Topher Grace was an enemy in one of the Spider-Man movies. Josh Lucas was an enemy and was a was an enemy, a bad guy in like um, in one of the villain. Hulk movies. He was a villain. Yeah, that's he was the a word villain. you're looking for. Bad, bad guy. He is the bad guy. Uh, 
Um, just a couple more of my uh, uh, stream of thought notes here. I said I would want the Allstate guy to be my doctor. Oh, um, for sure. And then r- right under that, I put I would also like that firefighter to fish me from a frozen lake. Okay. So um, there you go. <laughs> okay. I listen. I'm just telling you. This, these are just my like stream of consciousness. Listen. I, just, I mean, I'm not mad at you. Just type in. I'm, just I'm, saying. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I I kept watching, waiting for someone to be likable, and like yeah. as the parent, I don't like the moody teenager who has mm-hmm. a bad like ha- has a bad attitude, right? Um, right? The mom, you're supposed to like the mom and feel for the mom. I get that, but like the very first thing that you see is that like when she prays over her son, she like like. Hey God, my son is a terrible person and I don't know what you're doing with him, but I hope you're doing something like, it's just like, like that's the very first thing you find out about her. Then you find out that she's unwilling to learn from a new pastor, but that's, but you also understand that the pastor is a jerk. The the dad's a doofus. The son is, you know, hormonal, disobedient, and kind of a jerk about everything. Um, I, I don't yeah. know that there's a likable character in the movie. I mean, Every, I guess everybody at some point gets redeemed, but even even the Allstate doctor, he he like um, he like listen, your son's gonna die. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. Sorry. Yeah, he was he was very negative. Well, okay, Deuces. so I don't I don't think we mentioned this, but this is based on a true story, based on something that really happened. I'm and I'm I'm excited that it happened. I'm just saying that this movie did not depict the people in a nice way. No, they didn't. So it it makes you wonder. So the the couple, uh, Joyce and it's got to be it's uh, it's Brian. But these are definitely oh, made Brian. up names, right? Like they're all last name Smith. The kid's name is John Smith. I don't. Well, I don't know. It. I mean, they showed real pictures of the people at the end of the at the end of the movie. Did you watch that long? Did you cut it off like as soon as they were done? No, I mean I watched it because you know. <laughs> We got a show to do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the kid was adopted from, I believe, Guatemala is what they said in the movie, uh, Mm -hmm. at nine months old. And parents went down for a mission trip. Yes. And came home with the baby. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. Right. But okay. So... The I think the explanation for his his moodiness and his his uh, attitude is that he's he's adopted. He knows he's adopted, and he's got issues stemming from that. He believes that he was unwanted, unloved, and for whatever reason, he cannot understand that the fact that this couple chose him means that he is wanted and he is loved. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't want to belittle that because that may be true that he really did have issues from from that. So you you see he's going to a Christian school um and one of the first things that we see when he goes into class is that he's got an oral report due, a project due to talk about his family history, but he doesn't know any family history cuz he was adopted. Yeah. And he just didn't do it. And I'm like you're not they did not set up these characters to be liked. And I don't, I don't know why. We've talked about it before. There is a classic trope called uh, the save the cat moment. And, and what it is, is in the, the first act of whatever TV show or whatever movie or whatever, the, the good guy, the, the protagonist, saves a cat out of a tree. And that's how you know who the good guy is. Right. It's the save the cat moment. It's the superhero saves the cat. And sometimes you actually see this in different places. Like in the movie Incredibles, you mm-hmm. literally had Mr. Incredible trying to shake a cat out of a tree to save the cat to stop the bad guy so that you could uh-huh. know, like, like for real, this guy's the good guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no save the cat moment in this. There's nobody redeemable except for the fireman that pulls the guy out yeah. of the water. So, so yeah. And by the way, that was the most redeemable moment of the movie for me, because that's where my biggest takeaway came from. Mm. Because this is, this is just, and 
it could just be this is where I am in my life right now, what I'm dealing with right now. But he heard the voice of his of his chief say, go back. Right. Yeah. And so he did. The, my biggest lesson that I took away from this entire movie. This is my takeaway. Okay. Sometimes the voice of God sounds like the authority that's already put in your life. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm done with this movie. <laughs> even, oh, even if that authority is someone that you don't like. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, let's get back into the silly times where we can keep joking about stuff. But uh, even though I knew it was coming, I totally jumped when the ice cracked and they fell in. Okay. Totally. Like came up out of my chair. Um, But for me, the movie starts getting redeemed when Joyce, the mom, goes into the ER and they basically have told her your son's dead. I'm sorry. We did everything we could. We'll give you some time to say goodbye. And she goes in and starts praying. I was like, oh, Chrissy knows how to pray. Holy Spirit, I need you now. I need you now. Please, please don't take my son. Please, please, please bring life back into John. Please. Please, 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 please. Come, breathe life into John, please. Please, God, send your Holy Spirit to save my son! I mean, listen. We've got a pulse. Yeah, I mean, got a pulse. Trauma too. Listen, in that scene where she walks in and she's holding his feet, and it does a flashback to her holding his feet as a as a baby. Yeah, I I just it too much. That was it. Too too much. I don't know. I just that that scene and. It's probably because I'm an emotional, sentimental person. I don't know. But I just was like, oh, this movie, this movie. I mean, obviously, you know, we have a pulse. So we're starting the process, right? Uh, But then when you juxtapose that to her prayer from earlier, where she like dunks on her, (laughs) she's like, here here comes a strong flex. (laughs) Lord. Though he exasperates me to no end. I'm grateful for my son, for I know that you've created him for a purpose, thus far only known to you. <laughs> Bless this food to our bodies. Amen. 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 All right. <laughs> I don't know. I loved that prayer. <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, Maybe it's because I could say- hear my mom saying that prayer, though she exasperates me to no end. <laughs> I, I mean, and I get it. I, you know, sometimes you throw silly things in, you know, to, mm-hmm. in, in your prayers that, that, you know, that God won't be offended by to make sure your kids are still listening. I mean, I get all that, but it's the first introduction to her and her faith. And it's just like, I, I don't know that it would have been necessarily, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm probably know. being picky. I, well, I mean, hey, that's what we do, right? That's what we're, Right. That's our job. I, um... I, you know, she had that theme through the the whole movie. You have a purpose and you are loved. Like, that's what she told him. That was a regular mantra that she. I love it. Yeah. You have a purpose. That's and a you good takeaway. That's a good takeaway. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Absolutely. You know? It's all you need to know. But doofus dad. Uh, and I, I feel bad calling him that. But when I was like, when I was watching, I was like, this guy's a doofus. Can I tell you what bothered me the most about doofus dad as, as a man? Sure. He couldn't go in and see his son. Mm. And by the way, I get that. And I completely understand the, the feeling of like, I can't see that. I can't, I can't be, I, I don't know. But yo, homie, your wife needs you to step up and be a man right now. Like, for, I, I, I understand that you're hurting as a, as a father, but you got to step up as a husband. I was mad. 
I was mad at Doofus Dad for being like, I'm too much of a wimp to be in there. Will you please hold everything together for us? Nuh-uh. Bail. When the, when, listen, when a 20-something-year-old pastor with, with, with crazy hair uh, has to be the one, has to be your surrogate for your wife because you can't walk into a room and man up, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You're not playing paying the pastor to be to to be a surrogate for the husband. That's not what that's not the job. Mm. That's not the job. Church help us from anonymous pastors right there. <laughs> that's not the job. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess I just I saw that a little differently. No less like disturbing, but for me, I didn't necessarily feel like he was putting it all on her to hold it together. I felt like he was thought that he was being realistic and like he had already given up. He didn't believe that there was going to be any kind of uh, healing or miracle. He was already at the point where he's gone. I don't want to see him like that's that's how I took it again. Not any less wrong, I don't think, but I I didn't necessarily feel like he was saying anyway. I don't know. That's just different perspectives, probably. Sure. Sure. Um, a couple other little things. I guess we're supposed to believe that Michael Jordan and LeBron James are the only people in the discussion for greatest player of all time. I mean, it's Michael Jordan, so okay. LeBron is better. Come at me. Um, oh my gosh. It's fine. You, you listen, you have a right to be wrong. It's going to wow. be okay. It's going to be okay. Good thing I'm not. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I do... <laughs> I I do want to point out um, that one doctor that was in the room with some residents and, you know, being very super negative and pessimistic, you know what I'm talking about? Was his name Dr. Lulu? Because, um, what? <laughs> was his Do- name Dr. what? Hold on. Lulu. I have Lulu written down with a question mark. Dr. Lulu yep. question mark. Yeah, you're talking about um, Eric Athavale, uh, thanks IMDb, and uh, he is given the title of Dr. Lulu, L-U-L-U, and to me, that that is either the real-life name of that doctor to put him on blast, or somebody like at the church, like Sister Lulu that doesn't like the new uh, worship pastor, mm-hmm. we're going to put it, we're, we're going to call, oh, that's Dr. Lulu, the negative person. Right. Doctor, Just get um, a little little knife knife little, turn little in jab, there. Little, little, little twist. Hey, hey, can y'all do something for me? Can y'all call him Dr. Lulu? Because he reminds me of Lulu. <laughs> Sits on Sister the fourth Lulu. row. Put, put <laughs> Sister Lulu. Put puts puts her fingers in her ears during praise and worship. I mean, I know that I used to cross my arms at the same time. Because I didn't understand that I had Phil Wickham and Lecrae leading worship. I mean, <laughs> what what are you complaining? And everybody was sitting down. I'm like, stand up. Stand up. What kind no. of church is this? Stand uh, you know, up. All, all the young hip people were. But I mean, that was the, that was trying to, to prove a point at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but here, here, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it, I do... I do want to say that at the end of the movie, when they're showing pictures of the real life people, the parents are much older than the actors who play them. Much older. Much yes. older. So that makes a little more sense about why she was so hard on the hip new young pastor with the crazy hair and the crazy ideas and the spotlight on him, which I didn't care for, for sure. the spotlight while he's preaching, but whatever. That's just me. But um, that made a little more sense. Um, well, I told you my daughter watched this movie. Yeah. What did she think? Okay. Um, you know what? I'm really glad you asked. Let me, let me let you know. Hi, this is Jillian for Jillian's Movie Review. I watched Breakthrough. And I really liked it. I liked that it was very emotional, but I also don't like that it was emotional. But it was really good movie. Uh, my favorite part 
was whenever they were outside holding candles in front of the hospital room and they were singing. That made me cry. This movie reminded me of Overcomer because it kind of had the same feel to it and they both maybe had the same emotions. I don't know why, but they just did. And I think that everyone should watch this. See you next time. Bye. All right. So a well, 10 year old thinks adorable. Yeah. A 10 year old thinks you should watch this movie. Uh, that's good. And a lot of people watch this movie, Andrea. <laughs> A lot of people. The budget for this film was $14 million. Okay. That's a Jeez. big budget, but yeah. they got a lot of good actors in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did. Uh, Chrissy Metz, great actor, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, really, really phenomenal. Um, they, they got some some good people to do it. Um, opening weekend, it made $11 million, uh, but cumulative so far, it's made $50 million. So like they they've turned thirty six million profit in this, yeah. uh, which is which is good for the producers. I was certain that I was going to know who these producers were when I clicked on them, and like one of them, uh, one of them is Steph Curry, like the basketball player. Steph Curry produced this movie. Just okay. So so there's that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Devon Franklin is going to be the one that is kind of the through line for our stuff. He, what he produces is mostly faith-based stuff. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he, he, he does other things, right? But he, uh, he was an executive producer on the star um, miracles from heaven, those types of things. So um, he's also uh, in pre-production for masters of the universe. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a He-Man movie or not, <laughs> because, but it could be. I mean, very possibly could be. So, um, so yeah. I mean, this this movie made made good money. Uh, it's got about a fifty percent rating. You know, uh, I think that m- most of the people, most of the the negative that I've saw was the same type of thing that you and I have said. Like the people aren't likable, but yeah. the storyline. If you're a Christian and you're here for a miracle movie, oh. You're going to like this movie. Absolutely. For sure. I, it's funny that Jillian said her favorite part was when they were all standing outside singing outside the hospital. And so the whole town had, he, John had been airlifted to a hospital in a bigger, bigger town and the whole town, all the kids at the school and the church and everything showed up and they were lighting, doing a candlelight vigil. And I don't know if you even noticed this for me, it was, it was just, super heart-wrenching and so the girl was singing oceans uh i don't think that was actually her singing voice if so holy cow Uh, i don't yeah i don't i don't think so either i don't think so um but they're singing uh oceans where feet may fail and it does a close-up of john's face and there's one tear that falls from his eye did you see that yep yep i was like it's too much it is too much i can't deal with this i cannot handle I cannot handle what's happening on the screen right now. It was too much for me. Yeah. I want to be objective and just say like the, we, we always poke fun at movies and poke holes in it and say what's wrong with it. Like that's that if it was just like, it was a good movie, go watch it. The show would be literally 47 seconds long. So also real boring. So I mean, yeah. (laughs) And also you wouldn't trust us whenever we tell you that you shouldn't watch a movie. (laughs) Like Velocipaster. Um <laughs> don't watch it. Don't don't watch it. Uh so you know, I just want to say, like, if you're a believer and you're like and you wanna you're gonna like this movie. Like you're yeah. you're gonna like you're gonna like the parts in it. I mean, you're gonna have a good takeaway. Um it's gonna you, you might you might have something there. I don't know. But let me ask you a question. Would you watch this movie again? For enjoyment's sake, actually, I I probably would uh, not by my not just like it's not one that I'm just going to pop in, but maybe like with my parents saying, "Hey, you know, 
want to watch a movie this weekend. I'm over at their house having dinner. Nothing good's on TV. Why don't we watch Breakthrough? I think my parents would enjoy it. I think that if you're a Christian and you're watching a movie like this that is based on a true story, talks about a miracle, uh, everyone involved in the story believes that God healed this child, this kid, this 13, 14 year old boy. It's a faith building movie, you know, it's a faith building story. Um, so yeah, I, I would watch it again for enjoyment, but probably not. It's not one that I would just pop in to watch by myself. Okay. 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 Good. Um, next question. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Now, this is the first time we've talked about the Bechdel test. It is. So let me, let, let me just let me just put out the rules for the Bechtel test. Yeah, refresh my mind on the rules. I I I know what the gen- gist of it is. Yeah, it, it is a uh, it, it's a it's a gender question, mm-hmm. right? It's it's does the movie have at least two named women in it? Are there are there two named female characters? Do two women ever talk to each other? And then number three, do they talk about something other than a man? So does this movie pass the Bechdel test? At the very basic level, yes. Okay. And Um, the reason I say the very basic level is because two of those three questions, yes. There are women that, that speak to each other. I mean, they talk about God. I mean, they're talking about a Bible study. So, I mean... Okay, so, so you see where I'm going I guess, with that, right? <laughs> I guess the the Bible study where they're like Beth Moore said da 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 uh-huh. da da. Okay, I'm I honestly had completely forgot about that portion of the movie, and I am really surprised <laughs> that this movie passes the Bechdel test. Uh, the only other reason that I would say that it's at the very basic level is I don't know that there uh, there are f- female characters there. Are there are teenagers, friends of John, who are named in the movie. I don't know that. I don't know that any of Joyce's friends have names that I would remember. Um. Well, oh yeah, that's a good. Well, yeah, because they're they they do talk later on. They they do have names. Yeah, I, um, they do, but I just don't know that I would that I remember. I think maybe one of them was named Carol or Cindy. I, I don't know. There, there's definitely there's definitely a Carol and a Cindy in this. Um, just don't some, know which somewhere. one is which. No, it. Do, I don't. Yeah. Listen, it, they sit three rows behind Sister Lulu. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. Okay. Um, what about the race Bechtel test? So it's the same rules, but for people of color. Uh, so are there two or more people of color that have that have names in the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do they ever talk to each other? No. 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 Well, I mean, John is the the kid is a is a oh, person just, of color because yeah, he, he's from Guatemala. Yeah, he's and Hispanic. he does talk okay. to. He talks to the doctor, who is also a person of color. Okay. Do they talk about something other than white people? I think, well, they're talking about John himself. His, uh, okay. His, I mean, it's very, very, very basic at the very basic level. Again, I, I mean, if you're okay. obeying the, the letter of the law and not the spirit. Okay. The well, there, there's a fourth part of the, of the racial Bechtel test is, um, is there a magical black man in the movie? Is that really part of the Bechdel test? Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, it's not part of the Bechdel test, but I mean, <laughs> it is. It is a trope in Christian movies that if there's ever a, a a person of color, it's usually a magical black man. Have you not noticed this? It happened in Overcomer. It happened. No, have you not noticed this? <laughs> okay, well, we should probably re- go back and re- review that in Christian movies. If there's ever a black man, he's usually magical. He usually solves a problem with with. A, a wise old sage. Here we had two magical black men. We had the ner- the neurosurgeon and the uh, the fireman that can hear God. Who his? Huh. Oh no! I broke her. <laughs> I, I'm 
trying to wrap my brain around the the magical part. Oh, I'm using I'm using magical in a in a very loose term. I mean, yeah. we could call it. We should probably call it a probably use the word mystical rather than magical. Well, more like like miraculous. They're, miraculous. They're the ones that come in and like save the day or experience yeah. something supernatural or something miraculous. Right. Right. And that's a common theme, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just now realizing it. Yeah. We're like 30 some odd episodes in and we're just now, we're just now bringing it up. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize for not being more aware. I guess for me in, in this movie now I'd have to go back yeah. and watch Overcomer and try to, I'll be honest, that one didn't stick with me. much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that movie as a whole, I'm not... I'm not real sure I remember what it was about. I just remember that Priscilla Shire is the principal. Yeah. I mean, and she kind of functions as a Mm -hmm. miraculous person of color as well. Yeah. Oh, well, interesting. Also, uh, I'm just thinking about some of the other movies that we've reviewed for, for magical black man. Right. Okay. Uh, Pilgrim's progress. Didn't we have like a magical black man as like a prince? Yeah. Person like looking like looking like Prince. Okay, he we had that. Just like Prince. He, um, he did not sing st- any Michael Jackson songs, which is weird, but he did look like Prince. Okay, you're <laughs> fired. Uh, the star is uh, the star. The the camels, like we're all voiced by black actors. Yeah. Okay, so you had the magical black people there. Overcomer, we've already talked about. I still believe. Um, was there a magical black man? And I still believe. Was there a? I don't think so. Was there a I don't black there person any... at all? And I still believe that's the true question to that movie. Hold on, I don't remember seeing one. Hey, look up IMDb real quick. Let's find that's out what if I'm there's doing. I'm I'm gonna one... look at the cast real quick. Um, I mean the Clark sisters. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there was very many white people in that one at all. That could be the opposite of the Jeremy Camp movie. Yeah. Um, um actually uh it looks like the doctor and I still believe was a black person. Okay, the doctor who got rid of her can- got rid of her cancer, magical black man. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, I know it was Jesus. Guys, calm down. Calm down, please. Oh, he was an overcomer too. Stop it. Of course he was. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> He was Thomas Hill, an overcomer, huh? Whoever that is. Whoever. Wait, wait, wait. Is Thomas? Was that? Was that the dad? Was that the the uh, crackhead dad that stayed up on crack? Who was that? <laughs> crackhead dad that did what on crack? He stayed up on crack. I don't know. Don't start. Don't start with me. What? What was he? Was he? I don't know. You watched Overcomer six times. I did not. I barely watched it once. That's fair. You fell. I think you fell asleep. Had I to. Did. I think you. I think you fell asleep. <laughs> you had to watch a an eighty seven minute movie in four sessions. <laughs> so, I guess you know what. That's a segment for our movie episodes. How many times did you fall asleep in Breakthrough? That's a good question. How many times did you fall asleep? Oh man. I didn't fall. I didn't fall asleep and break through at all. Uh, guys, guys, that's Andrea's <laughs> stamp of approval. Zero sleeps. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I, I still, think it's ready. I still don't I, know who Thomas Hill was. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> Uh, all right i also have a note here that says why are kids such brats because yeah at the end Um, of the at the end of the movie when he comes back to school after like he's been gone he was only gone for like a month which is crazy to me i don't know why but he's only gone for like a month and he comes back and there are kids like making fun of him and calling him 
Miracle Boy or something. And I just, why are teenagers such brats? Yeah, why? they're terrible. Yeah, teenagers are terrible. They're the worst. <laughs> they are. So with, uh, with Breakthrough, this is, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily um, great cinema, great film. I don't know any of that. But uh, I feel like it would be on the right side of the posters that used to be at the Christian bookstore. Do you know you know which posters I'm talking about? If you liked Nirvana, check out Starflyer 59. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, you know, I mean, and it was yeah, just like. I forgot about those. <laughs> yeah. Like if you like Green Day, check out MXPX, that type of thing. Um, and, and that, uh, I don't, I, it would definitely be on the right side. Nobody's gonna be like, Oh, I love breakthrough. What else should I watch? That's not going to be a thing. Right. But, uh, that leads me to this week's article in the Babylon B. Oh, no, not the beast. Not the beast. Ah! It just says, if you like these secular things, try these Christian alternatives that are almost as good. So I'm just going to list back and forth. And what I would like to do is I'd like to give you the secular thing. And then I want you to guess what the, the, the Christian alternative might be. Okay. okay? This, this sounds like a fun game. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, breaking bad. Uh, if you like breaking bad, try. Overcomer. God's not dead three. Okay. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. Um, <laughs> if you like the video game, the last of us part two, now I'm a pause. That's a video game about zombies. Okay. I thought I'd fill you in. Yeah. I didn't think that you would I, know. Okay. I, I didn't know. Okay. So if you like, uh, the last of us part two, try God's not dead too. No, <laughs> Uh, no, Bible Adventures. You remember Bible oh. Adventures for Nintendo Entertainment System? Yeah. 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 So that's what that's what you would want to try. Okay. If you like Star Wars, try Adventures in Odyssey. Uh, blast off with Jesus. It's a space theme VBS. Okay. Man. Very, very, very good. Very good. Oh, for three. Um, that's okay. It's okay. Uh, if you like pina coladas <laughs> and getting lost in the rain. Uh huh. I'm gonna stop singing at that point, but it's fine. Try, try a Dole Whip from Disney. Ooh, very good, very good, very. That that's a better alternative than Welch's grape juice. But Christians wouldn't actually get the Dole Whip; they would go with the Welch's grape juice. Okay. Uh, if you like Dwayne the, the Rock. Um. No, that's the point. If you like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You should try. Carmen. Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, Kevin Sorbo. Wasn't he? He was a... Uh, Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you like cancel culture, try... Oh, no. What? I don't even have a... I don't, I don't even have a guess. Witch trials. Okay. If you like <laughs> Minecraft, you should try... <laughs> flannel graph um if you, okay this that game is not fun because i'm not very good at it no it's 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 doing just fine okay we're we're gonna some of these are a little risque so we're just we're just gonna talk about them and we're there all right how about if you like climate science <clears throat> you should try you should try yeah, like global warming. If you like climate science, global warming, you should try. I, I don't know. End times prophecy. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, this one I'm not going to make you guess because it's too great. If you like donuts, you should try stale donuts cut into fourths. Um, If you like nudity, you should try putting your clothes back on religious Renaissance art. Come on. Come on. Okay. If you like Jackie Chan, you should try Chuck Norris, Francis Chan. If you like Gordon Ramsay, you should try Dave Ramsey. If you like, (laughs) if you like Tony Robbins, 
If you like Tony Robbins, you should try. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Joel Osteen, if you Ooh. like relaxing vacations, then instead you should try mission trips. Ding ding yes! ding ding ding. If you <laughs> one. If if you like gossip, you should try <sighs> unspoken prayer requests. For sure. Yeah. Um Okay, let me see. I'm trying to think. If you like Game of Thrones, you should try. Oh, Ooh, what? The Bible. <laughs> you really need to try the Bible if you like Game of Thrones. Um, okay, t- two more for you. If you like Will and Grace, you should try. Ooh. Repenting. <laughs> you should try repenting. <laughs> if you like, and if you like The Onion, you should try Babylon B. That was a little fun little game. Uh, was, I like that one. I got one. <laughs> Hey. Not the beast. Ah! That's good. That's good. All right, Andrea, what what is your not for me this week? Well, my not for me is very very serious. Um Yeah. And it's actually something that I thought was not going to be for me, but it is for me. Oh. Okay. So this is a different take on this, mm-hmm. but okay. Again, it's very serious. Dr. Pepper and cream soda. Have you had one? Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is so good. And here's the thing. I don't I don't care for Dr. Pepper on its own, which I know probably makes me less of a Texan, which I get. I understand Dr. Pepper is like the unofficial drink of Texas. What do you drink in Mississippi? Sweet tea? Sweet tea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a Coke. I mean, I can't be mad at it. Sweet tea and a Coke. Okay. Which I prefer a Coke. I prefer a Coca-Cola. Like, or a cherry Coke. Those are my favorite if I'm going to drink a, a soda of some sort. Hey, listen. A cherry Coke, cherry Coke Zero, that's ready to go. So good. All day long. So good. I can't be mad at that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, th- I, I thought, okay, I don't really care for Dr. Pepper because I think it's too sweet. So we're adding cream soda. That's going to only make it sweeter. It it some it cancels out or something. I don't know. It's really good. Like shockingly, really surprisingly good. good. So anyway, I thought oh. it was gonna not be for me, but it is for me. And there you have it. I told you it was very serious. No, oh, it's super serious. Um I saw it and I was like, I like Dr. Pepper. I like cream soda. They're gonna screw up both of these things <laughs> for me. And then they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. It was it's it's solid. Yeah. It's good. So, I like it. All right. Well, what's your not for me? Okay. So thank you so much for asking. I've been waiting um, for quite a while to be able to get this off my chest. Okay. Um, so I work I work for a company where I, I do have to travel from time to time. And uh, those uh, the restrictions that have kept me at home have been released. Okay. Which means that now um, I quote unquote get to travel again. Okay. Okay. Um, what I don't love just in general is, um, during a pandemic staying in a hotel. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, it's not for me now. I'm not flying anywhere because you're not going to get me on a death tube right now. I'm just not going to do it. I'm, <laughs> I understand people may have to, and I may have, I mean, listen, there may be something that comes up and it's an emergency and I got to go. And the only way to do it is by, by airplane. Right. I understand that. But um, the only the only upside with me having to travel for work is uh, when I drive. Uh, by the way, I like went to Victoria, Texas this week, which is like you know a little over five hour drive. It's you know it's nice, yeah. it's pretty. Um, your boy took his own pillow because even though I trust you know Marriott to clean the best that they can, I don't know that I want my face to be on somewhere I just Mm-mm. I took my own pillow and it was it was all the difference in the world yeah. but uh but yeah stay but just in general like you don't think uh you don't think about touching the elevator buttons you don't think about that stuff until you have to touch an elevator button right I'm not I'm not really feeling it all right um Andre that's a show yeah like an entire one sorry it's been so long yeah. Yeah, it has been this. This has been a long show. I apologize. No, I mean uh, it's been so long since nah, we nah, did I'm a being show. Silly, I know. Silly goose fun times. Um, <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, this week's church helpers from anonymous pastor. 
oh, that's weird. It actually says uh, the pastor doesn't get paid to be the surrogate for the husband. That's that's strange. Huh, I feel like um, have, have we said that before? I, I mean, well, I don't. I mean, yes, we have. We said it earlier, but uh, but it still stands. Uh, still stands to be true. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, the pastor, like pastors, actually, for the most part, enjoy going to the hospital and sitting there praying. They don't want. They don't want your sorry wimpy butt sitting outside. Like, go be a man, husbands. <laughs> do do that. That's, and that's a man saying it. Well, you know, best I can be. All right, that's a show. But our thoughts and opinions Gonna are not the final word, dear listener. We <laughs> love to hear your thoughts. About uh, breakthrough or any of our other topics today. Anything else? Yeah, don't forget to like and follow and comment. Uh, uh, comment us on all of the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on all of the things: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and remember that for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate one dollar to a charity or ministry. And just remember that the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode um, and then to subscribe for next week because we will be back. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. I was just being, I was just trying to have silly fun goose time. <laughs> silly goose fun time. Silly That's good it. fun times. Silly fun times. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny goose <laughs> fun silly time. Silly, good, silly fun times. <laughs> good funny times. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. <laughs> we just burned 20 seconds on trying to <laughs> playing around with silly, that, that silly goose fun time. Silly goose. Silly goose fun times. That may need to be an outtake at the end of the, <laughs> end of the show. <laughs> if you like voting Democrat, you should try. Getting saved. Vo- <laughs> okay. Is going to be vote Republican. Okay. If you like climate Listen, science. Hold on. I feel like I need to. Uh... <laughs> you were making a comedy joke based I off was... of what you thought the answer was yes. going to be. I, n- yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, if you like... (laughs) Nope. Um, You don't need to believe to belong, guys. Like, you're you're okay. You're gonna be... (laughs)